Hey guys, it's Megs. I wanted to just jump on here and kind of share a story of complete vulnerability on my part and just so maybe it can help someone to let them know they're not alone. Um, just some backstory on this is this may trigger some people so I just want to put that out there that it is a story of loss. Um, a couple losses actually and I just I want to throw that out there as a disclaimer that it's it could trigger some people so if it does please know that it is not my intention to do anything but uplift people and maybe help people understand that they are not alone in this situation um, a few years ago I had um, I'd suffered a loss I had desperately wanted to be pregnant and in fact like a group of our friends like we were all pregnant at the same time and I lost my baby and it was horrible and it hurt and I still think about that baby um, we went in and heard the heartbeat and got to see on the monitor and pretty much the exact same day when we got home was the day that my baby's heart stopped beating so I went in and had um, a procedure done um, which my body started to naturally um, remove the pregnancy and it was very painful because I was in the hospital, but because they could not get a hold of my doctor, they wouldn't give me any medicine. Um, I was crying and screaming and just because it is very painful. And um, the nursing staff and the people, I mean, I was there to have a procedure. They just all kind of left me alone and I was there by myself. They wouldn't let my husband back with me because they said I was in pre-op and they wouldn't let him be back there. But they got so tired of hearing me cry and scream and ask for something to numb the pain that they simply walked away. And as if it wasn't heartbreaking enough <laughs> to be going through a loss of a child that I so desperately wanted, they just walked away from me so I felt even more alone than I was right there in that moment I felt completely and utterly devastated and my heart was just broken and the next thing I know my doctor comes around the corner and he is livid so mad saying I can't believe she's in pain why have you left her like this and I love my doctor my doctor is amazing um, and he just was like, I am so sorry. He took my hand and said, we're going to get this taken care of. Don't worry. You're in good hands. I'm here. I'm not leaving your side. And he was fantastic. Um, I went home, took two weeks to really veg out. I didn't do anything. I cried a lot. I prayed a lot. I was just in a really bad state of depression. And I just, you know, I I said, you know, I 
I don't know why this happened. And you never know why. There were so many things that they said could have been the issue, but you'll never really know why. So fast forward, less than 12 months later, I find myself pregnant again. And I'm super excited and super happy. And everything was going fine and great. And I went um, to the doctor and saw the heartbeat and everything was fantastic. And about a week later, I started hurting and I remember my mom was in the hospital and she was sick. So my mom was sick, (coughs) excuse me, and they were not sure what was wrong with her. And she's in the hospital across town and I go into the bathroom and notice that I'm bleeding. And so I come out of the room, restroom and I look at my husband and said, we need to go. And he said, okay. I said, no, right now. And he goes, okay. I said, we need to go to our hospital. And with that, I look at my dad and he just, his face drops and he goes, oh no, please no. And I said, dad, there's nothing to worry about yet. Let's not worry until we know there's something to be upset about, okay? Let me just go get checked out, but let me go to my hospital, okay? Let me call my doctor. And he said, okay. So we drive across town and go to the other hospital because Houston is not a small place. And I was on the other side of Houston. And we went in and sure enough, They tell me, okay, um, we're going to take you up and have an ultrasound. And I said, okay. And sure enough, they were like, well, your husband can't go with you. And my heart just dropped because, again, I'm feeling very alone and very exposed and vulnerable. And they tell me, no, he can't go with you because it's a vaginal internal ultrasound. And I said, me being very frank is how do you think I got here? (laughs) He knows. But they said no. And immediately I just looked at my husband and I had this look of, I don't want to do this by myself again, kind of look. And he, um, they wheeled me out of the room and my husband just took it upon himself to kind of watch where we were going. And He asked one of the male nurses that came in, he goes, look, my wife has been through this before and it's extremely hard. Where is the ultrasound room? And the male nurse just looked at him and says, I'm not supposed to tell you and you didn't hear this from me, but I know I would want to be by my wife's side. So this is where you go, but you didn't hear it from me. And I have to tell you, I'm so thankful for him bucking the system and doing what he was not supposed to do because the minute my husband walked around that curtain, I looked at the, at the ultrasound and I knew, and I just looked at him and I shook my head and the ultrasound technician got mad that he was there. And I just looked at her and I said, he is my husband and I've already done this hard thing by myself once. I don't want to do it again. I need him here to hold my hand. 
So the next day, my doctor asked me if I wanted to be admitted. And I said, I'd rather not go through the painful, painful loss of natural again before you need to do your procedure. So let's just go ahead. Um, you know, the, the quicker I can heal, the quicker I can, you know, kind of process this internally. So the next morning we got taken care of. Um, I had the procedure and I this time was different because I kind of knew what to expect. And I told myself, you know, your life is not meant to be unhappy. You are not meant to be sad. This is, it is a very sad thing, but your life is not meant to be miserable. So I told myself internally, I said, I'm giving myself an option or I have two options. Basically I can be miserable and sad and unhappy for God knows how long, or I can give myself a few days to grieve. I can realize that this is not my fault. I did nothing wrong and I can pick myself up and I can live my life the happiest that I possibly can. And that's what I chose to do. I chose to pick myself up after 24 hours. I returned to work. I had to beg my doctor to give me a note that said I could go back to work. Um, I went back to work and I just honed in on positivity and happiness. And that's what worked for me. That doesn't work for everyone. And that's fine. But at that time, that's what I needed to survive. Because I had a choice where I could be miserable and have to be on medication and be just a vegetable just to be able to survive. Or I could understand that my life is not meant to be unhappily lived and I could be the best wife that I could possibly be to my husband. I could be the best employee that my boss could possibly have and just go forward. And I talked to my husband about adoption and maybe that was the route we needed to choose. He asked me if I wanted to go to fertility specialists and I told him to be honest, I got pregnant twice without fertility medicine. I really didn't want to have to go down that route. For me personally, I didn't want to subject myself to chemicals and if it was going to happen, God was going to let it happen. And if it wasn't, then it wasn't meant to be. And that's fine. There's adoption. There are so many kids that need a good home that who am I to say I wouldn't be their, their mom. So that was, that was my choice. Now, fast forward a few years later, we got pregnant again and I have a beautiful little girl who just turned a year old who I love so much. And we honestly were going to foster to adopt when we found out that we were pregnant. We were going through the meetings. We hadn't started the home study, but we were going to meetings, trying to learn as much as we could. And, you know, I said, if this is what God wants us to do, let's jump in both feet. And I got a lot of 
flack from some of my family saying, you don't know how hard it's going to be. You don't know what these kids are going through. And I just looked at them and said, so that means they don't deserve to have somebody who loves them and roots for them and is there for them. That's ridiculous. And I just kept my course. And I said, you know, if this is what God wants us to do, this is my passion. This is what God wants us to do. And then we became pregnant. Now, that being said, fostering to adopt is still 100% on my heart. But I emotionally didn't want to put another child through that and then think that I loved my child more just because I was giving birth to them. I didn't want to put a child through that. So I personally am waiting and to see if we're done having our own children or if we get pregnant again, you know, if we don't, who knows where the road will lead. But I just want to, I wanted to share that as to let you know, there's so many people who have been where you've been if you've gone through this. I personally have gone through it twice that I know of. It, there could have been more that would have been even earlier on. But I went through this twice. And it's hard. It's not easy. And you are just as much a mom as I am now that I've delivered a baby. You're a mom. And don't let anybody take that away from you. And don't let anybody tell you how long to grieve or how long you need to heal. Because each person is different. And I can tell you that just because what worked for me the second time doesn't work for everyone. But just know that your life is not meant to be lived miserable. It is a horrible thing. It is a loss of a child. And it hurts. But your life is not meant to be lived unhappy. So do whatever you can to find a sliver of happiness daily and cling to that. I don't care if it's a trashy TV show that just gives you a little bit of, oh my gosh, my life isn't that bad. Just hold on to the little bits of hope and the little bits of happiness that come your way. Life is meant to be enjoyed. So just hold on to whatever happiness you've got because it will get better. Just hold on. And one last thing. This is actually the ultimate reason why I got into health and fitness because it encouraged me. Getting my body to the healthiest being that I have ever been boosted my mood. And let me tell you, it didn't start out that way. I didn't want to go to the gym. I didn't want to get healthy. I didn't want to mentally prepare myself for being happy again. I didn't want to do any of that. But it was the small, small steps that I took daily, whether it was just walking to the mailbox and coming back or, you know, walking around the neighborhood just once just to get out of the house little things started to help me get my mind in a better place to where I could accept happiness again. So that's why I became a certified personal trainer because I want to help people realize that it doesn't have to be a hard process. 
it can start slow. It can start snail pace just as long as it starts to make those healthy habits to get you to be a happy person again. You know, exercise releases chemicals in your brain that actually do make you happy, that stimulate you. It's a stimulant. Workouts are stimulants. You may feel tired afterwards, but it releases the chemicals in your brain that can make you happy. So just the smallest amount of happiness can come from working out. And it doesn't even have to be a workout. When I say workout, it can be a walk. It can be a jog if you want to jog. It can be doing push-ups. It can, I mean, anything. It doesn't have to necessarily be a in-the-gym workout. But the smallest things can lead to bigger things. And your happiness is the ultimate goal. I hope you guys have a great evening. Thank you for letting me just kind of dump what is on my mind and on my heart. And I hope that you guys just, you have a great evening and happy Halloween. Bye.